Moving to a new country also means being exposed to a different set of holidays and traditions. At the same time, you might leave some behind that you will really, really miss. So in today's episode, I will talk about some of my new favorite holidays and traditions here in the US and some that I miss a lot from Sweden. So let's start today's episode. It's time for a Swedish Viga with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Let me start by reminding you that I moved from Sweden for over 20 years ago. And I know that some of the traditions I love over here nowadays have spread and are embraced over in Sweden as well. And with that said, one of those is my absolute favorite holiday traditions over here. That is Halloween. When I left Sweden, we didn't celebrate Halloween. And today, that is my top holiday, all holidays included. I love it more than Christmas or the Swedish Midsummer. Halloween speaks to me like no other holiday. I quickly fell in love with most aspects of Halloween when I moved here. Everything from decorating the house to giving out candy to trick-or-treaters or maybe most of all getting dressed up and coming up with makeup and wigs for a costume and go to a Halloween party. It started out quietly with just me having a few pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns in my house and of course giving out candy to kids that came and knocked on the door. Till today when I have boxes after boxes with costumes and makeup and wigs and as soon as we get closer into May, June every year, it is time for me to start planning for my next Halloween costume. I am not necessary into the really gaudy and horror version of Halloween. But I love creating costumes and I love creating concepts around those costumes. And I am lucky because we usually go to at least one or two Halloween parties every year in my family, which means I can create several costumes. I create costumes for me and my sister-in-law who is handicapped, which is a challenge in itself because she always wants to be something pretty. So over the years, her and I have been cats. She has been a cute little kitten while I have been the cat in the hat. We have done The Little Mermaid, where she is, of course, Ariel. And who am I? Ursula. That are just a few examples of costumes that I love 
to create. And if you are listening on this audio version, I suggest that you go to my website, theswedishfika.com, where I will share some of my photos from different Halloween costumes we have done. I don't know what it is about Halloween that really speaks to me. Maybe it is the creativity in coming up with the concept and creating the costumes and trying out different types of makeup. But it is something I really, really love. And I am sure today in Sweden, there are these big Halloween parties as well. And whether I moved here or had been left in Sweden, I would eventually have found my passion for Halloween. Another holiday I have learned to appreciate, even though we don't really celebrate it in my family, but it is one that you can't avoid if you live in the United States. And that is St. Patrick's Day, the day where they jokingly say on St. Patrick's Day, everyone is Irish. I know very little about the background for St. Patrick's Day. I have learned that the way we celebrate it here in the U.S. is a very American way of celebrating St. Patrick's Day. They don't have that the same way in Ireland. But here it is the day when everything is green. Restaurants serve typical Irish food. Many of them even color their beer green on this day. And in Chicago, they even color the whole river green. It's a very festive day that very much is about eating good food, enjoying life, and of course, a lot, a lot of beer. We usually go out for lunch, eat something typical Irish, wear our green shirts or some leprechaun shirts and everybody wherever you go are happy and celebrating St. Patrick. Another important but also very appreciated holiday is of course Independence Day or 4th of July. Historically this is an important day. It was the day when U.S. became an independent state. Today, 4th of July, is the official start of the summer and everybody is barbecuing. This is a way to start off the summer in the company of friends and family over a barbecue. And depending on where you live in the U.S., it might be the really first hot, spending the whole day outside around the barbecue day of the summer. But just as we have the inofficial start of the summer, we also have the inofficial end of the summer, and that is Labor Day. It is the first Monday of 
September. It is an official holiday. So many offices and if you work for the state or a job like that, you usually have this day off. And Labor Day is usually also a lot of barbecuing, of course. We start and we end our summer with barbecuing. But it also had a lot of old traditions that really nobody takes serious anymore. But it used to be said that you can't wear white after Labor Day. This is the end of the summer. Put away your white shoes, your white clothes, and the summer is over. And the last American holiday I want to talk about is actually the first one I experienced here in the U.S., with my American family. And that is, of course, Thanksgiving. And just like with so many other holidays, both here and in Sweden, and I guess most of the world, holidays are connected to food. And Thanksgiving is very much so. Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of November. And you have your turkey, you have your stuffing, you have all these typical Thanksgiving food. And for me, this is very much a way to connect with family. And as I said, this was the very first holiday I celebrated with my whole new American family. And it is a holiday where you get together and really celebrate and enjoy each other and maybe even reflect a little bit of the things you have to be thankful for. But of course, there are also holidays that I truly miss from Sweden. And the one I miss the most is probably the Swedish Midsummer. This is the Friday of the week of June 19 to 25, midsummer, as we say in Sweden. This is also a celebration of summer is coming. It is to break away from the dark winter. It is also around the time of the longest day of the year. It's not always on the actual midsummer, since midsummer is floating in the dates, depending on when the Friday is. In Sweden, if you are far up in the north, this is when you can see the midnight sun. And it is also very much family-oriented. In most places, you have a midsummer dance. You have a maple that is decorated with greenage and flowers that is raised, and you dance around the midsummer pole. Young, old, kids, you usually have some kind of picnic or maybe even a midsummer dinner like a smorgasbord where you eat herring, fresh potatoes, you drink schnapps, you sing your schnapps visor. And when you are at the Midsummer Maypole, the Midsummer Pole, you have the very famous dance around the pole where the Swedes, young, old, sober, drunk, jump around the pole like little frogs, small 
grodorna. This is something that I miss a lot. And it's not a tradition that is easy to introduce here because I can't build a midsummer pole, maypole by myself. I can't find all the specific foods that we usually eat. And it's a festivity that takes a lot of people. It takes a village to create your midsummer festivity. As I said, midsummer is a lot about celebrating that summer is here. But even before that, we have a tradition that I also miss that is called Valpurgis night or Valborgsmässoafton. This is in April 30th. And what we celebrate on that night is the welcoming of spring. And this is so typical Swedish. We have this long, dark winter. So after that, we have two holidays where we celebrate first that spring is coming and then that summer is coming. Valpurgis night is usually you have a huge bonfire. We have a lot of choirs that come out and sing and people gather around this huge bonfire. They sing songs about beautiful May will come and spring is here and it's all about enjoying the light coming back to a dark. Sweden. And the third one I want to talk about that I miss a lot, especially since I worked as a teacher back in Sweden, is December 13 when we celebrate Santa Lucia. Santa Lucia. This is in the darkest time of the year. And once Again, light has an importance for this holiday. Lucia was originally an Italian saint, and I am not sure how this tradition became so Swedish. But at every preschool, every school, every workplace, every retirement home, every community have their own Lucia. When it comes to the municipal Lucia, it's usually an election between several candidates and someone wins, almost like a pageant. But at every school I have ever worked at, we have a Lucia train, as we call. It consists of one girl is the Lucia, and she has a crown with candles in her hair. She is followed by her Tarnur as they are called. They all have long white cloaks and Lucia has these candles in her hair and a red ribbon around her waist. While her tanner, her maids, I guess is the best way to translate tanner, her maids also have these long white cloaks but they have glitter garlands around their waist and in their hair. And they are carrying candles in their hands. We also have the star boys. Long white cloaks again. But they have tall pointy hats with stars on them. And they are walking in a procession, singing songs. And traditionally they used to, if they are at first 
for example, at an office, they might bring coffee and the typical saffransbulle or something like that. But as I said, this is a very special tradition that I miss a lot. I was lucky when I lived up in New Jersey that in Philadelphia they have a Swedish church that every year had this Santa Lucia. So I was fortunate to be able to bring my American family there at one point. So I have shown them the Lucia. And if you go to my website, I will have some links from there where you can watch Lucia on YouTube if you're interested. It's something that's for me is hard to describe, but that I miss a lot. Before I end today, I will mention a couple of things about holidays that we celebrate both in Sweden and the US, but where we have such different traditions. And the biggest of them is Christmas. Of course, you might know that in Sweden we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, the 24th, while over here the bigger day is the 25th. Christmas Day. But we also have some different food tradition. Over here we usually see the turkey on the Christmas table, while in Sweden we have a very specific Christmas ham. And this is a non-smoked salt-cured ham that I have managed to order a couple of times over here and make for my family for Christmas. So I can make a Christmas ham over here, but a lot of the other food that is typical Swedish, I can't get a hold of. What I do get a hold of every year, and that has become a new tradition for my family that we just must have when it's Christmas, is glögg. It's kind of a glue wine, a hot wine with specific spices in it. You warm it up and you serve it with raisins and almonds. And nowadays it is not a complete Christmas in our Swedish-American family without having glögg on the Christmas table. Another funny thing that is very typical Swedish that I really don't miss but I want to share with you is that on Christmas Eve the 24th at 3 p.m. in Sweden, everything stops. There is one important question. Should we do our Christmas gifts before three or after three o'clock? Because what happens at three o'clock and that stops all activities in Sweden is a about an hour long show on TV with Donald Duck and his friends. This has been a tradition in Sweden since 1956, if I'm not, don't quote me on that, I might have the wrong year. But as long as I have lived, I have always watched Donald Duck and his friends on Christmas Eve at 3 p.m. We also have some differences when it comes to celebrating Easter. Again, in Sweden, the big day to celebrate is on 
the Saturday. Here in the U.S., the big celebration is on Sunday. Another big difference is that in Sweden, it's actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are all official holidays. While over here, it's only the Sunday. The Friday before Easter in Sweden is called Long Friday. And it, when I was a kid, it was a very long day. Everything was closed. Nothing happened. It was a long, long day. Here it is called Good Friday. But from what I have heard from my family, it used to be a very long day over here. A tradition that's very common here is that you have the Easter bunny. He doesn't show up in Sweden. In Sweden, Easter is all about chickens and we don't have the Easter bunny the way you have over here. What we have on the Thursday before Easter is that we have witches. These are kids dressing up as old men and women with a shawl over their head. They paint their cheeks red with freckles and they go from door to door and usually they have drawn some little Easter cards they hand out to people in exchange for some candy. And this, for me growing up, is probably the closest we have in Sweden to your trick-or-treat for Halloween. I believe that I have an episode on my podcast about Easter. I believe I have done one episode about Midsummer, And I am sure I have done one about Christmas. So if you are curious and want to learn more about any of these. Just look at my older episode and you will find them there. This is where I will end today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you even learned something about differences in holidays and traditions. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hey då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a swedishfika.com. Bye.